Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is November 26th, and we're coming to you straight from Hiro, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Demansky, and joining me, as always, is my co host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey guys, welcome back. So, I guess it's a good thing, but we haven't talked about the COVID situation in Japan for a while. Oh, yeah, we kind of got bored of doing that every week, right? <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, you know, the situation in Japan is so much better for the last couple of months.、Mm-hmm. And I saw a few days ago that the number of new cases nationwide was only 50. Oh, wow, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Not just Tokyo, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing like the Tokyo number reported, but、mm. that's always like. 20 every day or something. It's always pretty low, right? Right.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, 50 for a country with 120 million people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's quite good, I would say. I would say so, yeah.、Mm. And some people are afraid that the number would rebound if we go back to normal,、mm-hmm. uh, most notably drinking in izakayas and you know, singing karaoke until next morning. Right, right. <laughs> and all those crazy stuff. And as a matter of fact, that's what many people have been doing for the last、uh, couple of months.、Mm-mm. But still, the number is low. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean,、uh, it was, yeah, about two months ago when they basically got rid of all the major restrictions. I think some places still have to close a bit early, and there's some limitations on like big events like festivals and things like that. But, but basically, like day to day life is back to normal, right? Mm hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty convenient. And it's, it's nice to hear that you know, we've managed to return back to normal, but there hasn't been another spike、right. in numbers, right? We're keeping it under wraps pretty well.、Mm. So, I was having a business dinner、uh, near the Yoyogi station a few、mm-hmm. weeks ago. And you know,、uh, Karaoke Kan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, also known as Karakan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like the biggest karaoke chain store in Japan.、Mm-hmm. And I saw a flock of people、uh, at the reception of Karakan. Yeah, I haven't, se- I haven't seen that in a while.、Um, for, sp- yeah, for years.、Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but saying that, actually, like the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of all over the place, really. But every time I get on like、uh, the Shinkansen, it's just been really busy. Yeah. It's been really packed. I mean, actually, we came back from Sendai, right?、Yeah. Um, two weeks ago. And there were no, almost no empty seats. Yeah, like、right? we couldn't sit next to each other, right? We all、mm. had like separate、uh, seats. And, I went for a hike the other day at、uh, Otsuki, which、mm. is a little past Okutama. And originally I thought I might go to Mount Takao, which is like, it's quite close to my house and it's kind of the regular hiking spot in Tokyo.、Mm. But I thought, oh no, I'll go somewhere I've never been before.、Mm. But then I saw pictures on like, Instagram of people who went to Takao and it was, it was so busy. Because <laughs> obviously it's like autumn leave season, right? True. Yeah, but I'm so glad I went to this other place because it was pretty quiet because it's、uh-huh. quite far away. But、um, yeah, it just seems like we're. Obviously, minus the, the foreign visitors,、uh, it seems like we're basically back to normal now.、Mm-hmm. So, I have two stories today, and one is COVID related.、Right. So, I'll start with that one first. Okay. And the other one is something both you and I can discuss.、Mm-hmm. It's about Ryukogo Taisho, or the most trending words of the year、mm-hmm. in English. It's something almost everyone in Japan pays attention to towards the end of the year, every year.、Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it'll be interesting. So, this week, it'll be a bit irregular, but instead of the word of the week section,、uh, we'll call it the words of the year.、Instead. Oh, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we're going to go over quite a few、uh, unusual ones, right?、So. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, so、uh, what's the first story then, Yasu? So, this is not really a happy story, but I just found an article yesterday that Uber East drivers are getting paid less 
after the state of emergency was lifted at the beginning of October. Oh, okay. So in the last two years or so, working as an Uber Eats driver has been a thing, mm. especially in Tokyo amongst young people, right? Mm. And, you know, if you go to Starbucks or other, you know, fast food restaurants, you see them coming in and out almost nonstop. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I didn't know how much money they were making. But in Tokyo, I heard the average fee that those drivers could earn was about 500 yen right. per delivery. Okay. So the minimum hourly wage in Tokyo is just above uh, 1,000 yen. Mm-hmm. So 500 per delivery doesn't, you know, sound bad. Yeah, I mean, most of the deliveries are pretty close. They could probably do it five or six in an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, or even to be conservative, even if it's three or four. Yeah, it's still above not minimum bad, wage. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm. But now those drivers are really upset. Right. And they're saying the word suriko. Suriko. Mm, another you know, <laughs> word, of the, word of the week. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I can't guess that one. So it's a combination of Two English words, surprisingly. Uh, what is suri and ko? And, suri. Uh, okay, I'll give you a hint. It's related to money. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking like salary, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, you're right. Oh, right. Okay. Because uh, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be like salary or something like that. But suri. Suri. Ko. ko, ko yeah. And to be honest, con. I had no idea. Con or like compensation or something like that. Yeah, but we we don't have that difficult, you know, that kind of like difficult English word. I don't know what Japanese you guys English. do. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more simple. Uh, I, I literally have no idea. Okay, so ko means coin. Coin. Or okay. in this case, it's plural. Okay. Salary so, coins. So suri. Suri. Three coins. Su- oh, suri. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three coins. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, yes. So you you know uh what's that equivalent to? Three coins? What three hundred yen? Yes. So exactly. three like Sambyakun. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's tricky. It was a tough one. Yeah. yeah. But you know, as I was saying, like I had no idea right, what right. this means. That's funny. So I saw some comments online that these drivers now can only make about five thousand yen, uh or less than fifty dollars per day. Oh, okay. Yeah, which probably isn't en- enough for most people, right? Yeah, for a full day, that's pretty crazy, right? Mm. Um, yeah. And they're basically complaining that the company should increase their wage. Mm. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I had a feeling like something like this would happen because yeah. of like the sudden boom in like the need for a service like this yeah. because of the current situation, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like Uber would see that as like, oh, well, you know, everyone's trying to make loads of money off us, so we should try and make money off them. Maybe, you know how like corporate people think, they probably feel like so many people are using our service now, like they're trying to take advantage of us uh-huh. by earning lots of extra money. So maybe right. we should like lower the fee for, for drivers. So maybe they're looking at the minimum wage, like you said, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, well, if the minimum wage is a thousand, then why are we paying them 500 yen per delivery, right? Right. And they're trying to like maximize the profits. Yeah. So that's what, you know, many of these people are complaining Mm. and that may be right. But as far as I understand, they implement something called a dynamic pricing system. Okay. So when the demand is higher, uh, the price will be higher. Oh, right. When the demand is lower, you know, it'll be cheaper. Mm -hmm. Right. So in other words, Especially after the the beginning of October, mm. I think the demand for this kind of service itself is much lower. Right. Yeah. 
and at the same time, the number of uh, Uber Eats drivers remain almost the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it could be the oversupply of the labor. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't actually realize that. As a customer, do they do they pass on? Like the more expensive delivery charge, right? So I think so. I never realized that, but I feel that that's quite anti-consumer as well. Because like, if you're in your house, you have no idea of like how busy the service is, right? At that current mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and if you just log in thinking, "Oh, okay, delivery last time was two hundred yen," but then mm-hmm. like, you log in and then suddenly it's like five hundred yen. But at least uh, you know the estimate of the price before you order. Sure. Yeah. 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 And if you find it too expensive, then you know maybe you just skip it. Right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I know what you mean. So yeah, some people hate the system, mm. and I think it works in a similar way as the original Uber, the ride sharing app. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also implement the dynamic pricing. System. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I feel I don't. It just feels more like natural with taxis for some reason. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like um, taxis are always a bit cheaper in the day uh-huh. compared to nighttime or like on holidays, right? Yeah, because there's obviously higher demand. So, I, uh, I guess so. I see where you're coming from. I mean, I don't mind the dynamic pricing system, mm. uh, but at the same time, I have to admit that there is less transparency mm. so no one really knows uh, what they're doing right yeah if there was like a timetable you know like, like i say with taxis you kind of know when they'll be more expensive mm-hmm. but with the food it's like it could just be like randomly busy for one day and then suddenly it's more expensive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean for most people i mean if you're ordering from uber anyway you're probably not struggling for money because it's not the cheapest option right mm-hmm. so maybe the difference of one or 200 yen is not a big deal mm-hmm. but i just think for like consistency's sake Mm-hmm. It's nice to be able to know like what you're spending and when, you know. It's hard to say, but I think, yeah, definitely the people who would be most affected by this are the drivers. And I couldn't understand why they're upset. Yeah. And at the same time, I see these as two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, it's a good thing that more people are eating out mm-hmm. and going to the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Because they were the ones that were suffering the most. You know, right, during yeah. the time of COVID. Mm. And finally, they're, you know, making mm. money again. And I know some restaurants do eat in and take away, mm. including Uber Eats mm-hmm. as well. But obviously, when the customers are eating inside the restaurants, mm. they order some like extra, you know, drinks and stuff. Mm. So the restaurants can make more money, right? Yeah, true. And uh, that kind of reminded me of uh, I think the, the, the second to last time we were in Hiroshima, we went to the Okonomiyaki place. Mm. And it took us like an hour to get served. And, yeah. and uh, when you spoke to the manager, he said that they were just like flooded with like Uber orders. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if it was a very good excuse, but uh-huh. I wonder like how that's affected a lot of other restaurants when like, you know, they've opened back up to, to actual customers mm. or like, you know, in the flesh customers, mm. but the Uber orders are still coming in. Mm-hmm. It must be quite a hard balance, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just a little side note, but I thought, but I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the industries will go back to the previous state. Mm, yeah, it might be a, a difficult transition mm-hmm. for some. Okay, so what is your story for this week? Uh, my first one is just about space, space travel, regarding the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, or mm. JAXA. JAXA, yes. <laughs> so the, the headline basically is that they are recruiting uh, new astronauts for the first time in 13 years, hmm. uh, which, you know, it's quite a long time to have between recruits, you know, because obviously uh, astronauts get old like any other people, right? So, um, you know, and going into space can take quite a big toll on your body. Mm. So imagine of the, the seven uh, astronauts that they currently have, um, you know, they, they're probably due 
a kind of a, a refresh, a bit of an update mm-hmm. <laughs> with some new blood. Um, but kind of before we get into the, the details, I was just wondering, like, how how popular do you think like space travel is in Japan at the moment? Because you, you know, like SpaceX, Blue Origin in mm-hmm. the West, it's, it's it's kind of it's getting hot again. You know, it's becoming a new topic. Seems like it, yeah. but I don't I don't see people talking about it in Japan very much. Yeah, I've never met anyone who seriously, you know, says that he or she wants to go to space. <laughs> mm, and except for my, my Zao-san. yeah, I mean, he's uh, just another another crazy billionaire, right? Who, mm-hmm. who has the funds to do it? Mm. Um, but it, it's interesting nonetheless because obviously most countries have a, a space program nowadays, you know. Yeah, and uh, Japan being one of the leading economies of the world, it uh-huh. obviously makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense because I just remembered one uh, story from I think from about a week ago. Oh, okay. So the Minister of Defense announced recently that they'll be setting up something called Uchu Saksentai, Saksentai, or the Space Operations Squadron. Wow. Okay. <laughs> in Yamaguchi Prefecture, uh, sometime next year. And it's said in the news article that uh, they'll be deploying about 20 people per squadron. So it's no joke. Oh, okay. Wow. So all these people were going into space or it's like the ground team as well? Yeah. So that's a good question. So allegedly, the primary objective of the squadron is to monitor the situation of the space, Mm -hmm. what's going on there. And in specific, to avoid collisions of the satellites and Mm -hmm. space debris Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it seems that they'll be working closely with JAXA as well as the U.S. military. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Actually, this is kind of related. But last week, there was a big story where uh, Russia actually detonated a satellite in orbit as part of some like experiment or I don't know. Who who knows what Russia gets up to? But Uh they basically blew up a satellite in orbit. And that led to like 3,000 pieces of space debris. That is now just like orbiting the Earth. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so. Too bad. So it's obviously heavily condemned by like the US, who probably has the biggest you know presence in space, but uh-huh. also China and stuff like that. Right. So, but that's an interesting project. Um, you know that you mentioned this is space squadron. Yeah, I thought so because it seems that more developed countries are investing more into you know the the space related stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, this space squadron I was talking about isn't even the first squadron. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't aware, but this uh, this will be the second squadron. Oh, okay. And the, the first team was already deployed in uh, Fuchu, Tokyo sometime oh, okay. last year. So technically, Japan doesn't have uh, any military forces. Mm. But at the same time, these squadrons are uh, directly under command of the Minister of Defense. Mm. And they're, you know, uh, self-defense force people. I see. I see. So... Interesting, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure they use it for, like, scientific things like tracking space debris, but I'm sure they also use it for, like, security surveillance I believe things as well. so, yeah. No, and no, no, I just, Korean rockets, maybe. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah, I just thought it's cool if your kid asks, you know, what do you do for your, for your living? <laughs> and say, that's, I'm a member of the Space Operations Squadron. <laughs> that's the coolest job ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, actually talking about... um you know, kids and getting inspired, right? Because you're saying not, not many people in Japan seem to be into space and stuff. And uh, there, there are many of these surveys, but I, this, this story just made me think, you know, what are, you know, the, the dream jobs of kids? And I think we've talked about this before, um, but one survey I found uh, was like the top 10 uh, jobs, but it's like sports star, a doctor, a researcher, engineer, police, all these kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. But that astronaut was not actually on the list, mm. which I thought was kind of interesting. Because I feel like in the US, that, that answer would probably come up 
in the, in, a, in a ranking, you know? Yeah, I wanted to be an astronaut when I was in the first grade or something. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So there's that, you know, the popular manga, uh, Uchu Kyodai. Uchu Kyodai, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, uh, you've, you've read this story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not, that, not all of them, but yeah, I, I know the, the storyline. Yeah, yeah. So I've read the first few manga, and that's pretty cool, yeah. It's mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, brothers who have a dream of going to space, uh, mm-hmm. but one joins JAXA, yeah. and the other one becomes a bit of a loser. Uh-huh. But then he gets a chance to like, redeem himself and actually apply and become a, an astronaut or whatever. So yeah. it's kind of like a goofy uh, slice of life, goofy story. Um, uh-huh. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, coming back to the uh, the applications here. So um, the JAXA representative, uh, Kazuyoshi Kawasaki, um, he said in a me- media briefing that currently the seven astronauts that JAXA has are all men. So mm. they're really heavily encouraging women to apply to this one as well. Right. Um, and they're removing uh, one of the major restrictions that, they've always had previously Hmm. is that applicants must hold a science degree. So you can be in any scientific field, but you are always required to have a degree. He says in the quote, um, we want to establish a recruiting system that matches the current time. Hmm. Previously, we limited candidates to those with natural science degrees, but many of us agreed to make it not a requirement. Hmm. So I think that makes sense though, because a lot of people are, you know, like absorbing information like, you know, online and, you know, a lot of people nowadays, I think, are like just kind of naturally gifted. And it doesn't really matter if you went to like a, a particular university or something right. like that. And I feel like that's kind of the ethos that uh, like Elon Musk has. Because mm. I know that he, he, I've seen in many interviews before, that he always says like he, he employs people based on like his perception of them. And like mm. he, he can just tell when someone is like brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he uses a different set of requirements mm. based on when he like employs people. Yeah. So I think they're kind of maybe going that route as well. I think it makes sense. Yeah. So obviously, as this is um you know a, a national government space agency, mm. um, only Japanese people can apply. So uh, if you were kind of getting excited, thinking you might move to Japan and become an astronaut, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, only Japanese people can apply for this. And the applications will be open from December twentieth to March fourth. So uh, if you're Japanese, you listen to this podcast and you feel like you can be the next man on the moon, or maybe on the International Space Station or the mm. Lunar Gateway or whatever project you want to get involved in, <laughs> um, then yeah, they're looking for new recruits. Wait, so the application starts in three weeks? Yeah. Oh, okay. And it will be open, yeah, until March 4th. So it's quite open for quite a long period of time. Okay, yeah. I, I, be, I may be you, busy for the next few weeks, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we, I'll talk to you again in a few weeks' time. Yeah, if we see like the, the most ridiculous vlog on our YouTube channel, you know, Yasu goes to space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even me taking the exam. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can make an interesting video. That'd be, that'd be great, yeah. So this is cool, you know, I really love space in general, space travel, space technology. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. So, um, yeah, very exciting to hear. Okay, so the last section of the show today. As I mentioned in the beginning, the nominees for Yukogo Taisho or 2021 New World Awards uh, was announced recently. Mm-hmm. So there's a company called Yukan. I, I, I mean, in Japanese, we say Yukan, but mm-hmm. I think it comes from you can do it. Oh, right. Okay. You can do something. Right? Okay. And it's a private education company. Mm-hmm. And every year they select 30 most trending uh, new wars uh, mm. from the same year. And amongst 30 nominees, they select one. Yeah, that gets a grand prize. So the grand prize will be announced sometime early December. Mm-hmm. But uh, for now, we know all the 30 nominees mm-hmm. and they're all uh, big new wars. <laughs> so I won't introduce every single word, sure, but sure. Uh, we'll share with you guys like what I found 
quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm not sure if you have checked, but uh, do you know that Yukogo Taisho for last year, the year 2020? Yeah, I think it was... Uh... Was it Mitsu? Samitsu? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You remember what Samitsu was? Yeah, so basically it was like um, three Japanese words that had Mitsu in, but basically referring to the three C's, you know, that we say in, in English. English. Yeah. Um, we say like closed spaces, crowded places, and closed contact. Right. So, so are, yeah. we say Mipei, uh, Mishu, and Misetsu. Ah, yeah, Mipei. I couldn't remember that one. Right. Yeah, yeah that's like closed space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's a word, I think, it was invented by Koike-san, the governor. Did she actually invent that word? Or maybe she's the one who made it famous. I, I mean, I don't know, right? Because I, uh, I just assumed they were already Japanese uh, words, but they were just, because they all start with Mitsu or, mi, uh-huh. you know. Well, yeah, maybe it's not her who invented, mm. but when I, whenever I hear the word Samitsu, I just remember her face. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was, it was a huge meme online. And uh, I mean, do you remember the game as well? Yeah. It's a desk, the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was super funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the number two last year, uh, because they ranked the words based on the significance or the impact of the society oh, okay. uh, every year. And the second place last year was uh, Ai no Fujichaku. It's the name of a popular uh, Korean drama. Oh, uh, Crash Land on You, I think it's called. I think it's like, so. a, like a South Korean soldier uh-huh. crash lands in North Korea. Yeah. Or, or the other way around. Uh, no, I think you're right. Right, but then one of them's like a really hot guy. One of them's a really hot girl, uh-huh. which obviously wouldn't happen. And then uh, they just fall in love right. in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it, but uh, what's going viral? Oh, know, really? Yeah. Even this year, I met several people that recommended me to watch. Oh. Yeah, I never saw it, but it was just on the home screen of Netflix for yeah. like a year, solid. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that's second place. And the third place was Atsumori. Oh, uh, yeah, Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing, right? Yeah, yeah. can't remember the English name then. <laughs> yeah. And the fourth place was Abenomasuku. Oh, Abenomask, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that one, yeah. That, again, we spoke about that on the show. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Are but- they giving uh, free masks to... All the citizens of the country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the remainder included something like online kaigi. Mm. Uh, online something, basically. Yeah, yeah. It could be anything. Online nomikai means online drinking party. Mm. Uh, and go to campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a very controversial one. Uh, it's It was basically the subsidy program offered mm. by the government whenever you travel to other prefectures mm. in Japan. But yeah, it's been kind of notorious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to start it up again soon, aren't they? They're, they're talking about doing it again in, in January. Now it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, but hopefully it doesn't lead to another another spike. I um, hope not. But this is like, you know, post-vaccine exactly. times. So yeah, I would say now <laughs> the situation is uh, quite different in yeah, a yeah. way. Yeah, and of course, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Oh, of course, yeah. Demon Slayer. <laughs> So those were the main ones for last year. Mm. And for this year, have you checked some of the nominees? Yeah. So again, it was interesting to see some of these new words because, mm. you know, for me as a foreigner, I'm always learning all these like random slang and stuff. <laughs> um, but some of them I had seen. Uh, I think probably the, the one that I was most uh, familiar with was uh, Usewa. Oh, okay. You because, knew that one. Because of the song, right? Uh-huh. Use, use, use. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Which was like super, super viral. Um, yes. I think originally on TikTok. Mm. And um, like, use, like, it's just like a slangy way of saying like, use, right? Yeah. Like, I think in English, the closest expression would be shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Just like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Shut the um, fuck up. But like, use, it's not 
a new word, right? It doesn't need to be completely new word right, to okay. be nominated, but okay. uh, the way it's used mm-hmm. and it's a slang and it sounds quite harsh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not something many people use daily. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it. That's that's kind of what I felt because I, I just don't have the, you know, the, the historical knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that anyway. But maybe we should play a little clip of the song. Yeah, it's pretty catchy. <laughs> So as you can recognize, her voice is quite unique. Mm. And indeed, she is still 18-year-old girl. Mm. And she's in high school. Mm. Uh, but her music video of Usewa on YouTube is now approaching uh, 200 million views. Wow, yeah. That's mm. pretty crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, do you know the meaning or the main message of this song? No, I don't really understand all the lyrics together. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite fast as well, so it's hard to keep up. Right. So, you know, this song's been massively popular, especially amongst the young people. Mm-hmm. I would say teenagers. And the main message of the song is to say, basically shut up to all the rules. Mm. And, you know, as we discussed before oh. in the show, uh, peer pressure mm-hmm. uh, from society and... You know, I, overall, it's really a cool song. Mm. Even though the the word usewa is quite yeah, know, I mean abrasive. that's the only, the only word of the entire song that I can actually remember. Um, <laughs> but it's super catchy. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, and to be honest, when I first heard this song, I didn't think it was a young girl who who wrote the lyrics. Mm. Yeah, it sounded a lot mature because of the word choice she made. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but anyway, uh, how about you, Yasu? What, what's one of your favorites uh, from the nominees this year? I would go for Bottakuri Danshaku. But, uh, I don't know this one. <laughs> no, we, we, we talked about this many times. You know, he's our favorite villain. And he, he definitely got the Rasubosu or the last boss vibe. Right. Yeah. And it's related to the Olympics. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. He's Bottakuri Danshaku. Right. What's his... I can't even remember his name. Uh, the, the German the, Thomas yeah. Bach. Bach. Thomas Bach. Bach. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Can, can, you, uh, can you break this word down for me? Yeah. So, uh, Bottakuri means ripoff. Bottakuri. Bottakuri. Okay. Yeah. You haven't heard of the, like Bottakuri bar? And stuff. Uh, Ripoff bar. I've heard them in English, but uh-huh. botakuri, I've not heard that in Japanese. Oh, word. okay. Yeah, uh, botakuri bar is another. I know the concept, common. but not what it's called in Japanese. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a very common like phrase in Japan today. Ah, okay. Yeah, but he's called botakuri danshaku. And I'm not like 100% sure where that uh, botakuri part came from. Right. But I believe that there was one time during the Olympics period. Right. He visited Hiroshima. Uh, to visit the Peace Memorial Park and, right. the, you know, museum mm-hmm. and so on. And because it was unplanned, uh, they have to deploy like so many extra security people to sure, protect yeah, yeah. him in uh, Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. And the Hiroshima city had to incur all the security costs. Ah, and see. at the end of the day, the city... Uh, basically requested the IOC to incur all the security costs, mm-hmm. but he refused it. Oh, oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I remember hearing that original story, but I don't remember 
the the follow up to that, like you say, that they're requesting the money back, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's outrageous. Yeah, I know, and that's just one of many stories he have, you know, he has done wrong. Yeah, yeah. So he called Japanese uh, people, Chinese people. <laughs> you know, that's that's another one. That was ridiculous. And yeah. in another time, he went out for gimbura. Mm. Or shopping and strolling in Ginza. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. While he ordered all athletes to stay within the Olympics village. Yeah, yeah. And of course, some people are still angry at the fact that he insisted to hold the Olympics during the time of COVID mm. and during the state of emergency. Right. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, it's obviously not all his fault, right? He's, he's the head. I wouldn't say but it's so. It's a huge organization, mm, but... It is. You know, yeah, and he's got a big responsibility. That's right? it, you know, as the head of anything, you t- you take... You're, like, you're the front man, right? You're mm-hmm. the face of the organization. So mm. he just seemed to show very little care for anything, you or know, com- other than... Compassion? Compassion, yeah, or all just like... Zero sympathy. Yeah, for anybody. And I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, he was just here to make money. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I think once he realized that, you know, there would be no crowds and no tourists to like bring up the profit, he just didn't care anymore. I think. Mm. But either way, he's the most notorious foreigner in Japan <laughs> by far. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. Okay. So did you find something else? See, and obviously yeah, we've spoken a lot about this word before and we talked about restaurants earlier. Mm. Um, but one of my favorite words is uh, mokushoku. Yeah. Which uh, I think, I just love the sound of it. Uh-huh. It almost sounds so very I. cute. It sounds like mm-hmm. a kid's word. Mokushoku. It rhymes well. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, but it basically means to not talk while you're eating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so moku meaning, it's kind of used, it's just like silence, right? Yes. The kanji and shoku means to eat. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of like corona, you know, countermeasures and stuff, but this has been one of the main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also been a lot of like, I don't know if there's words for them, but like, you know, Moku, like on the train, like don't talk on the train or like don't talk, basically in a lot of places, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, were there any words for that? Like uh, moku tetsu or something? I don't know. <laughs> uh, as far as I remember, mokushoku is the only one. Mm. At least that's something people actually used. Right, yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah, maybe some people came up with ideas, but I don't think anyone uses it. Yeah, that's, I, I didn't hear any, um, but this was, this was definitely the most prevalent one mm-hmm. I've seen around. Yeah, I like that one too. Maybe I should mention to another one related to the Olympics mm-hmm. because it was such a huge event this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you remember the word uh, pictogram? Yes. Or yeah, pictogram. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you were wondering, you know, when, when we talked about this first, I remember yeah, yeah. you were kind of like confused what the, the pictogram is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even though it's English, it's not like often used word, right? It's really not, no. Yeah, no, yeah. right. Yeah. So, how how do you describe it? Uh, a pictogram is like a, like almost like an icon, but it looks like a picture, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So it's like an icon is more simple, but a pictogram is maybe a bit more like descriptive. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think you're right. So those icons are to represent uh, different sports of mm. the uh, Summer Olympics. Yeah. Right. And it was, I believe, was performed by just three three guys, mm-hmm. and and I liked it because it required the least amount of budget, and it's all analog. Yeah, know? it was almost like a pantomime or like a, yeah, 
you, it was like uh, like the Blue Man Show or something mm-hmm, like that. You know, mm-hmm. they're all wearing like the the blue suits and stuff. And exactly, yeah. But they still, I would say, left the biggest impression mm. uh, on the viewers. I mean, throughout the ceremony. Um, just me personally, but I don't think anyone really remembers anything else from that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, this is the only thing I remember from the opening ceremony. Yeah, yeah, but that was about it. Maybe the drones. They did like a like a sky. That a sky drone looked, picture looked nice for yeah. sure, but it wasn't how to say something very unique to Japan. No, I mean the technology has existed for a while, but mm-hmm. that's just the image that I remember. But yeah, it didn't really leave me with like a, a wow kind of impression because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of drones, you know. And maybe another thing I remember is all the popular theme songs from you know big RPG titles. Oh yeah, that was pretty epic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was good. Mm. Okay, so do you have something else? Yeah, so maybe like my, my last one would be uh, Uma Musume, which is just <laughs> yeah. like, just the, I, remember, I remember hearing about this for the first time uh-huh. and I was just like, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> it's just yeah. absurd. So Uma means horse, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Musume is daughter, mm-hmm. literally. Or it could be, uh, could simply be girls Girl, in right? general. So I still don't think I understand the concept of this uh this series, this anime or manga, <laughs> where it's these like either. girls who have like tails like horses uh-huh. and they actually are horses, right? Uh-huh. But like when you see them, they look like girls and they like run in like races, like horse mm-hmm. races. Like. Mm-hmm. But they are like, this is, the, this is the problem I have. It's like, are they actually horses? But it's like in their imagination, they look, they're like girls or like, or like when other people see them, they literally are girls with tails. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I think it's the it's the latter. Uh, so okay. they are girls with tails, right? Okay, <laughs> but in that you know world of like crazy game, yeah, those girls are horses, right? Okay, and they are supposed to you know compete and race with each other. Okay, so they're not humans. They're, they're not. They humans. just look a bit like humans with tails. They also have horse-looking ears as well. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I guess, yeah, they have a few horse features. But hmm. they're basically like cute little anime girls with tails and ears, right? Yeah. Um, but that game, there was, a, there was a game of it, right? A mobile game. And it was like the, the biggest game of the year, right? Um, I would say it's one of the biggest games in the last decade. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, not just like big as in like popular but it like it was grossed like in a massive amount of money right it mm-hmm. was just like people were like pay because one of those like uh like gacha games right where you unlock like like five star girls and stuff is that right i've never actually played I it i think so but yeah. you kind of like you know they're very popular in japan right so uh, lots of people just pumping money into this mm-hmm. absolutely bizarre game i mean don't 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 rely <laughs> me as an expert you know <laughs> why are you looking at me <laughs> Hey, it's your, your country, man. You, you explain it. <laughs> Not responsible for this, guys. I'm telling you. Yeah. So uh, what's your final word then for the week? Okay. Yes, so uh, just to kind of recap uh, what we discussed last week mm. as well, because uh, we talked about uh, Shohei Otani. Mm. And as a matter of fact, he actually did win MVP for the Major League Baseball. Mm. For yeah, this yeah, yeah. I think actually that news was kind of like breaking, like as we were recording last week, right? Uh-huh. Um, Because it was about to be announced in a couple of hours. And then I think I saw it like on my way home. Because obviously in Japan, that was kind of big news. A Mm -hmm. lot of people are very proud of uh, Otani-san. So yeah, it was cool cool to see. And uh, I learned that new word, right? Nitoryu. Yeah. So we talked about uh, Nitoryu, uh, which means being, you know, master of two things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the word uh, Riyaru Nitoryu was Uh, nominated this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Real uh, master of two things. Oh, he's a real thing. You know, pitcher and the batter. 
So that just means like he's all the real deal, basically. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and Shohei, as a matter of fact, was also nominated for his nickname. I didn't know about this one, but uh, he's called Showtime. Okay, show, Showtime. Uh, Shohei, Shohei Otani. Uh, <laughs> Showtime Otani. It's Showtime. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, that's how excited people get when he appears on the ground. But I would say it's quite rare for any two words related to the same person is nominated as Yuko Taisho. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty big achievement, right? You know? Yeah, I would say so. And that also proves the fact that how much Otani Shohei left the impact on the Japanese people this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say he's left an impact on the American people as well. Mm. You know, he seems hugely popular. Absolutely. And I think so So many people, this is not connected to the words, but so many people just seem like overwhelmed with like how humble he is, mm. you know, and they just can't believe. Because, you know, in, in America, I'm not saying all Americans, you know, but in the West, people don't behave in the way that he behaves mm. as a standard, right? Mm. Uh, but to him... He, even in Japan. Exactly, yeah, yeah. too down to earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for such a big star. So it's mm. really it's really cool to see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't even watch baseball, but I'm, I'm his fan, you know. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so that'll be all for this week in Japan. Whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on, make sure you're subscribed for a brand new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we have our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thisweekinjapan. So find us there. Okay, everyone. So stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, this week, why don't you jump on Facebook and let us know what was your favorite Japanese word of the year. And maybe we'll talk about some honorable mentions on the next episode of This Week in Japan. Mm-hmm.